Hello, hello, hello. It's Joel McRae here. So glad you could join me again on today for today's podcast. So thankful for your support. So thankful for your presence. Again, there's always so many things on the brain, just pondering and thinking. And today, I believe I'm going to share a little bit about fear versus caution and how it has impacted my my life trying to understand the difference between the two well I believe the year is about 1992 and around 1992 this was a, a particular time frame where I was um, a senior in college at the University of Texas at Arlington I had already uh uh, broken the record in the 400, a record that has been standing up there for about uh, seven years. And I actually broke it on my third attempt uh, that year. And in breaking that record, that positioned me to be uh, amongst the top 400 meter runners in the United States uh, and also got a potential, at least to make the list for a potential invite to the Olympic trials that were gonna, they were gonna be held in um, New Orleans that year. So it's 1992, I was already a, a champion indoor for the 400 meter, I was also champion outdoor, 400 meter broke the record, and that record still stands today. Uh, it's been up there uh, 30 years as of this year. And so now it seems like a lot of things are, are going for me. Um, I'm, basically this country kid coming out of a small high school, uh, Division I uh, high school, and ended up uh, going to state in the 100, the 200, and the long jump, where I actually won those three events. And that did open the door for me to uh, get into the uh, NCAA system, Division One. So you would think that uh, with a little bit of background, a little bit of success, that I didn't have to uh, struggle with fear and uh, or struggle uh, understanding the difference between fear and caution. And here it is, an Olympic trial year, 1992. But there is one thing that was going on in the backdrop. Uh, we had an athlete that was actually coming back from being banned for substance abuse and so with this athlete coming back, a number of the elites that were running that year decided that if this person gets to run, we're going to boycott this particular um, uh, event at the, uh, at the Olympics, which was the 400 meter. Well, here it is. Um, I'd already gone to the NCAA championships where I got 10th. So I missed out on All-American by two spots and uh, missed the finals. I made it to the semifinals, but I did not qualify for the finals. And so there's just so many things on the brain. I finally realized that, okay, we might have a boycott this year. I didn't reach my goal to become an All-American that year. And um, now it's possible that I probably won't make the cut. So I've basically out of fear started talking myself through all the things that can go wrong, all the reasons why I could not be successful uh, at the Olympic le level or all the reasons that I, I could fail. Um, hey, this is going to be televised. It's going to be on national, uh, you know, a national TV. And the last thing I want to do is go down there and make a fool of myself. So 
not only did I talk myself out of not wanting to go, I didn't know if we were going to even have the event uh, because it was kind of almost at a, somewhat of a standstill trying to decide what was going to happen that year as far as if this particular athlete was going to come back. And if the uh, if he did come back, will the other athletes boycott or, or not run? So all of these things are on the brain. I finally decided that, well, what's the point of even working out? What's the point of even trying? Uh, I've got all of these hundreds of reasons why I won't succeed and fear really began to take over to the point where I talked myself out of even preparing. Well, needless to say, uh, I get a call from the Olympic Committee on a Thursday and it's a Thursday evening. I answered the phone and uh, someone answered and said, uh, uh, basically said, Mr. McRae just wanted to let you know, congratulations. You made the cut. You have been invited to the Olympic trials in uh, 19, uh, 1992, and you are scheduled to run, the event is scheduled to run the prelims on this upcoming Saturday. Now, mind you, I have not done anything probably for about two weeks. No working out, no preparation, no mental preparation, and I had shut it all the way down because I've talked myself out of even being ready because of fear and decided that... um. I was not ready. Ticket has already been purchased, plane tickets ready to roll. I decided, well, now that I have not prepared, now that I'm not even ready, I am surely not going to go to New Orleans and make a fool of myself on national television. So I decided not to go. And then it was funny. I looked in the paper and I saw the results of the prelims and my name was still in the paper with a DNS, which means did not start. So, yeah, I still made the national paper uh, as a no-show. And I began to think through that, and it didn't change. It didn't really hit me at the point that I was struggling with fear uh, and didn't really know the difference between fear and caution. You know, again, I was petrified and decided that I did not want to be embarrassed and all of these things. And still at that same time, I was doing well enough in track to decide if I wanted to move overseas and go pro. And all of a sudden, because uh, you watch the, the news at the time and you see the propaganda, you see all of the uh, uh, terroristic threats that are on TV, and you don't really get a chance to see lifestyle, the lifestyle of what it could be to live in Europe or to be a part of the European circuit and be a part of the overseas uh, track uh, division and things of that nature. Fear is taking over. So what am I really saying when I'm talking about fear? I have two opportunities to do something that I've always wanted to do. Track was a love of my life. I was pretty good at it. But I begin to talk myself out of these things because of fear. So when you really look at the difference between fear and caution, uh, a definition of fear would be uh, fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending, impending danger, evil, pain, whether the threat is, and this is one that really stands out, whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. This could be a real threat. It could be an imagined threat threat. But the whole point is with fear, it petrifies you. It paralyzes you. It completely shuts you down. And when you think of fear, it is really an emotion that almost 
always gets you to a no. Trying to find out a reason not to act, a reason not to move forward, a reason why it's going to fail. Ultimately, you have a dream, you have an idea, fear kicks in, and when fear kicks in, you become paralyzed and ultimately you shut down. So now when you begin to think about caution, on the other hand, it's caution is more of an awareness and alertness and almost kind of trying to come up with a prudent way to navigate uh, situations with care. So it's very a very fine line when you're like saying, OK, you might have some similar emotions, but fear is paralyzing you and getting you to a no Caution is causing you to be a little bit more aware, more alert and coming up with a very wise way of moving forward and ultimately still trying to get to a yes. For me, I had not always been around the right crowd to help me develop a mentality of caution. I've always been around usually a crowd of people that got me more an attitude of fear. And that fear is usually going to cause me to talk myself out of something instead of surrounding myself with like-minded people that is going to encourage me to try, but try with wisdom, try with being alert and being aware. So I believe one of the, the most important things that you can do in a season where you're trying something that you've never done before I would recommend like-minded community and I would recommend a mentor. That's one of the best things that I could have done is gotten a mentor that's going to challenge my fear and also challenge my systems not to shut me down to get to a no, but more so trying to get me to think through all of the problems that could arise, some solutions that could be navigated and executed. And that was a good thing because there are some things that I had to break free from, from my high school years going into my collegiate years, now going into an adult phase. Because in high school, if you fail, you have home, you got, uh, a, you know, your parents and things like that. But then once you get into college, you still have a, a scholarships, you still have a little bit of a system uh or, uh, if you will, a net to grab you if you fall. But then once you become an adult, now it's like, okay, I need to start shifting uh, into something that's going to cause me to use a little bit more wisdom and, and change my community a little bit. Because I had to realize really quickly that if I'm going to uh, discover that I'm operating in fear, but now I'm responsible for creating this reality, creating this new path of success without the umbrella of parents, without the safety net of academic or athletic support and scholarships and coaches and things like that, you're on your own. And I had to learn very early on going into my adult phase that I was petrified by fear and I did not understand how to navigate as an adult. And I had to learn that I would not be successful as an adult navigating this mentality of trying to figure out how I could talk myself out of everything. I'm telling you right now, because I was operating in fear, I'm looking back at those days and a lot of it still navigating regret because 
I had the ability to do some great things, but because of fear, I talked myself out of doing a lot of great things. I want to encourage you now that if you're seeing some really huge things that almost petrifies you mentally, just the thought of it, then I want to encourage you to surround yourself with a good community of people that are thinking like you think. That doesn't mean we all agree, but they do have a desire to accomplish something that's never been accomplished before, that you need to find a mentor that can help you see beyond the now and avoid the naysayers that cannot see beyond your yesterday. Because for the most part, people that have never accomplished anything, people that have never been beyond what they already know, will always think of all the things that can go wrong tomorrow if they can't see beyond today. I had to learn with good counsel, with good mentors, that we can accomplish just about anything we put our minds to, and that mind is a very powerful battleground. And I had to learn how to navigate that battleground with a lot of wise thinkers, strategic thinkers, those that actually understand that there are challenges as far as getting beyond failure, the fear of failure, or basically coming up with systems of success because they have been successful. Once I began to navigate or surround myself with people like that, with great people like that, I began to realize that it's okay to be cautious, but it's not okay to be fearful because the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, chapter 1, verse 7, that God has given us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So hopefully, this will be a season where you're realizing that there's greatness in me. There's greatness beyond the horizon. I need to start thinking like I can accomplish things, surround myself with people that can encourage and give very wise insight. And that insight might come in the area of relationships because there's so many times where we're either moving in fear and not caution when it comes to relationships. I had a lot of old school thinking when I was growing up when it came to relationships, be it girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, friends, and things of that nature, there were things that were usually introduced from an area of fear instead of caution. What about the area of decision making? Trying to figure out, should I take this job opportunity? Should I pursue this higher academic opportunity? Should I start this business? Should I not start this business? I need to surround myself with great counsel, surround myself with like-minded people. And as we do that, as you do that, as I do that, I believe we can accomplish incredible things. I'm going to encourage you. Go for it. Maybe we'll dig a little bit more into things as far as caution and fear when it comes to other areas beyond task. I'll think about that a little bit. But I do want to encourage you today that we have not been given that spirit of fear, but a power, love, and some versions say a sound mind. So again, go for it. We got big things to accomplish. We have great people to meet, great places to go. So thank you so much for hanging out with me again. I always appreciate you being here. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your comments. You can check out more podcasts on Pandora, 
Spotify, and then Apple I, Apple Podcast as well. You can also check out more podcasts on my website at joelmccrae.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can also contact me through my website as well. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. You have an incredible day. God bless you.